I love teaching this to you know, not only our clients, but their children also is just understanding the power of, of using wrap lending. So, you know, a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times it's not unusual to get triple digit returns on very small tax-free investments in, in, a, in a self-directed Roth or HSA. So, I'm ready to talk to you one-on-one about working together. If you think back, many of the successful multifamily investors I've interviewed here on this show, their first step into this space was becoming a passive equity partner. One of the many benefits is the opportunity to build a track record that allows you to have more credibility with sellers, brokers, and your own passive investors. My company has about 700 doors that we're actively working on right now. And when these go to contract, we bring these opportunities to the accredited investors that are on our list. If you've already been thinking about getting a portfolio of multifamily doors, then now is a great opportunity for you to be involved with Blue Spruce Holdings as a passive equity partner. One of the unique things that my team does for our equity partners is sending out invites when we tour a new property, which allows them to see what we look for, along with getting to know the building and the neighborhood and even meeting some of the residents. So if you're ready to take the next step and set up a one-on-one call with me, then please find my calendar link in today's show notes and let's talk. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Today, we've got Forrest Bryant in the house, well, actually virtually. And what's great about Forrest, a couple quick things, is he's been in real estate investing for a long, long time. He has a very diverse portfolio himself. He's in things like multifamily, assisted living, self-storage, private lending, single families, precious metals, etc. A lot of these things he's doing passively, he has learned how to be able to focus on his business, which traditionally he was a dentist. For 20 years, he uh, ran a dentist firm and learned how to do some of these different portfolios, even did some pre-construction in beach condos. So it's kind of interesting. He has a, a wealth of knowledge. But one of the things that he's found that he was really, really good at, and we're going to find out exactly how he's good at this, is he's great at finding good deals, analyzing deals, and he's become an investment advisor. He works and owns a company. You own it, right? Yes. A company called High Speed Alliance, where they focus on people just like him. Uh, They're doctors, they're dentists, they're people with a lot of capital that want to focus on their business, have the opportunity to be able to be passive in other types of deals like the ones that we've mentioned. So it's really a pleasure to have Forrest. Forrest, you met my partner DJ in Miami, right? That's right. That's uh, Adam. Thanks for having me on the show today. It's a, it's a, it's an honor, and I appreciate uh, being able to get on and share with you. Um, hope I can bring a lot of value to you to your listeners. Yeah, DJ and I met uh, down in Miami. Um, I guess a couple months ago, and uh, we just kind of hit it off. And uh, so we just got to talking. And you know, when you when you talk about multifamily and you talk about uh, value add multifamily, it, it's just it's just a lot of fun. That's that's one of the one of the niches that, that, that we really like to, uh, to, to look at. There's so many exciting opportunities in, in real estate. So uh, no matter where you are, you can always find something that gets you, gets you excited and gets you fired up. So uh, we definitely love that. But thanks for having me on today. I love it. And with all the experience that you have as an advisor and as well as being invested yourself in so many different asset classes, I've got a few questions for you that I think might help the listeners. Some of my listeners are doctors and attorneys. And some of them are young and new and just trying to get involved into 
real estate at the very, very beginning stages. And the ones that are doctors, lawyers, you know, and uh, dentists, I think one of the main things that they want to focus on is they might have a medium amount of money, you know, like a million dollars or something where it's, it's not a ton of money, but they want to be able to invest it and put it out into the world where it can return back some funds to them. And I know that there are some financial advisors that basically are telling people that it's risky to do any of the, we call them alternative assets. All of the alternative assets are risky. And uh, yesterday I was actually talking to an attorney whose advisor said syndications were risky. And that kind of hurt my feelings right away. I was like, hold up. We, what are they saying is less risky here? Because we go through a lot of trouble to make sure that the opportunities are the lowest risk possible. So if you could kind of talk about multifamily, assisted living, and these other assets, and talk about them in a way of looking at the benefits versus the risk. Yeah, sure. Great. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. For, uh, before I answer it, okay. um, because I'm a registered investment advisor and we're under uh, securities regulations, let me just throw out a disclaimer. Okay, let, let, let me just let me just say this, and I'm not I'm not reading this. Let me just say this in in in, in my terminology. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak in generalities, and so anybody that's listening to this podcast today, uh, please, I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about your finances. Uh, please don't make any changes to your financial plan without speaking with somebody who knows the, the details of, of, of you, what your time horizon is, what your objectives are, what your risk tolerance is. Uh, don't, don't, please don't make any changes uh, to, to, to what you're doing. If you want to talk with me, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you how to get in touch with me after the show. But uh, uh, that's, that's, that's just kind of the, uh, uh, the, the disclaimer there that uh, it needs, needs, needs to be said. So saying that, so let, let's, let's get back to... Uh, uh, to the question. So it's a great question. And, and, and we get that all the time. And, you know, a lot of times when we've got a physician uh, or, or a high net worth client that, that comes in and, you know, say in the example you gave, say they got a million dollars, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll go through, we'll sit down with them and we go through those things and, and we find out, you know, how long is it till you're going to need this money? What's your time horizon? When are you going to retire? You know, what's, what's your cash flow needs right now? Do you need any of this money? And, you know, we'll look at, you know, what are your objectives? Are you trying to, you know, fund your retirement? Are you trying to take care of your kids? You know, do you have uh, parents that you're going to have to take care of? You know, what, you know, what's your burn rate? What's your cash flow? Uh, we, we look at, uh, what, you know, what's the risk tolerance? Everybody has a different risk tolerance. So, uh, you know, before you even get to, you know, what type of investment makes sense, you got to understand the investor. And so, and, you know, you got you to gotta look into investor uh, behavior and you have to understand the way that that person thinks and what makes sense to them. What, you know, you and I, you know, we may look at a syndication and go, oh man, that's a slam dunk, jump right in. But for somebody else, it must be, you know, it might be really scary. And I, I will say this, and let me, let me say this as far as syndications. I love syndications. Um, there, there's a lot of due diligence. The people that are running the syndication is extremely important. The, the, for, for, if you're listening, uh, the GP is probably the most important thing. It's more important than the deal is, is, is who you're doing in the deal with. So, uh, always, if you're, um, if you are the GP, always understand that those people are putting trust and they're putting your, their money with you. I know there's a lot of young people and there's a lot, I, I know it, it looks super sexy and everybody wants to be, uh, uh, everybody wants to GP and there's a lot of, there's a lot of programs that are teaching how to do that. 
and, and I'm totally supportive of people learning how to do that, but learn how to do it and partner with somebody who knows how to do it and they're successful and they have a track record. That's really, really critical. Um, I wouldn't suggest an investor jump in with somebody on their first GP unless they have uh, a co-GP in that deal that's, that's done a bunch of deals. I mean, that's just, uh, you gotta, you gotta pass down that knowledge and you gotta have a track record. So that's, that's one thing that's really important. Another thing I like to tell investors is, um, I love, I love syndications, but they're illiquid. And so investors need to, they need to know that. Um, you know, I usually tell my, tell, tell my investors, if you're going into this and I'm sure we can get into accredited investors and non-accredited investors, we can get into that, but you know, it, let's, let's assume we're talking about an accredited investor. You know, I'll, I'll tell them, look, you know, if you're going to put your money in this, if you're going to put 50 or a hundred thousand dollars into this deal, you just put it in there and don't ask, you know, I don't want you to need that money in five to seven years because uh, if you get three years into the, in, into it and you want that money back, there are we, the, the good GPs will figure out a way. Uh, a lot of times they're going to go into a good deal where, you know, uh, the, they'll value it and, and, and they'll buy you out or they'll bring somebody else that, that, that's an LP, a limited partner in that investment to, to buy you out. But it's not a simple process. So, and, and, and it's, it's stressful for everybody. It's stressful for the person who is trying to get their capital out. It's stressful for the, for the GP to try to figure out the solution and they're busy and they don't, necessarily want to deal with that anyway. So uh, it is an illiquid uh, investment. And, um, you know, the risk is, uh, is, is really based on, uh, you know, who the GP is and what the track record is. And it's also, uh, it's, 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 it's based on the, on the project. And, and also, you know, you could, you could draw a little line down the middle, uh, especially at this point in the business cycle and this point in the real estate cycle, and we can kind of go into that if you want to. Um, but, me personally, you know, value add right now is, is a slam dunk and those are harder to find. And I know they're more expensive and they're harder to find, but new construction right now makes me a little nervous. So it kind of depends. You got to make sure that you're going in with a really trusted partner. It's a really, uh, uh, you've done the, the demographics on the area, you know, the area, uh, you know, that it's going to work. And, um, yeah, yeah, that just, there's a lot more unknowns when you get into new construction. So I'm a little leery of new construction at this point, but, um, uh, the, you know, the property's important and, and the deal's important. And then also of course the, the, the GP. So did I answer that? I kind of went on that. Was that too much? <laughs> so to sum up what I think I heard you say is that it's really more important when you're looking at a syndication at basically underwriting the operator, the general partner, the management team. Um, it is an illiquid investment, as you said. Um, but to, to go into what I heard was the risk is really on the GP and the track record. And furthermore, pretty much the business plan. And I think the business plan encompasses what you said um, was, you know, are they doing new construction? Are they doing, what kind of syndication is it? Is it value add? Has the operator done that before? So I think that gives us a, a lot of information. Would you, would you say that if you're going to be passive, let's just say if you're a passive investor and you have uh, a few hundred thousand dollars that you want to put to something, uh, do you feel like if you underwrote that operator really, really well, and you knew that they were doing their homework and you've maybe worked with them before, would you feel more comfortable putting that couple hundred thousand dollars into a single family rental 
uh, and managing it yourself or maybe being involved in a syndication? Great question. Uh, you know, being passive and going into that syndication is a great way to do that. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of investors that come in and, you know, there, there is a leverage factor uh, when you go in there, not only are you leveraging somebody else's time and somebody else's experience, but you're also, you're using bank finance and usually to do that. So you got a leverage factor uh, up and, you know, if you're going in uh, with cash or with, uh, you know, we're, we're real big on using self-directed funds, obviously to, that's the only way you can get into uh, a, a syndication with, with retirement funds, but uh, you know, a really great uh, play to go in with there, uh, you know, going in with cash or a lot of tax benefits that, that go along with that. You lose some of that when you go in and it, with self-directed money, but you're also going into a tax deferred or a tax free environment. So, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of different uh, options you can go there. You know, uh, I still believe uh, that, it, you know, not only in multifamily, but in single family, I'm sure any, anybody that's listening to this, it doesn't matter what asset class you're in, you know, prices are elevated and, and, and good deals are more difficult to find. I hear it. I work with guys all across the U.S. and that's a, that's a constant, um, you know, in every market, it's everybody's uh, having a harder time uh, finding, finding good deals. Um, but I still believe in, in purchasing properties myself. I still do it. I'm, I'm, I'm buying a property uh, th th this week. So, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing it myself and, and we haven't even talked about that, but uh, I, I like, I like short-term rentals. So I like, like uh, an example of that. Um, I can buy uh, lake properties in my backyard and I can, I can use long-term financing and I can combine that with, uh, with, with, with short-term uh, nightly rates. So it, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it's very easy. So, um, you know, I like a lot of different things and, um, I, I it gives me uh, a good, good, uh, broad experience and a lot of things. So I can, I can, I can help uh, my investors in a lot of different, different areas. Awesome. Awesome. A lot of good info. Um, so I would like to focus a little bit on, um, your, you call yourself the uh, matchmaker and I do the same and I like your position where you're able to, um, be right in the middle and you're attracting great opportunities to you because you're also attracting great uh, money as well. So there's people on both sides that can come to you, Forrest, and say, hey, I've got an opportunity, a great deal that would probably make sense. And you can take the time to underwrite the deal and then say, I agree with it. I'll pass it over to my money sources. And I, and I see the, that there's a lot of um, thought process that would have gone ahead of, of time before you created this awesome uh, business that is really benefiting both sides. Because sometimes somebody's really, really, really good at finding deals. But the, most of the people that I know that are very good at finding the deals um, are not always very good at finding money because they're focused. And so a lot of times, as you uh, said before, when you're working with doctors, dentists who are in their practice and they're the ones that actually are in the business doing the business, it is very difficult for them to take their money and go and find these opportunities that you already have in front of you. But so I think that that is a creative strategy for real estate that I'd like to touch on is just being the matchmaker. And may I ask you, uh, what was your uh, beginning stages in creating the company High Speed Alliance to becoming that matchmaker? 
So great question. I'm, I'm going to, uh, in my mind, I'm just going to call that uh, deal flow because that's really, that's really, really important for, for both sides. And so let me, uh, let me, let me, and you did a great job of uh, uh, putting an umbrella over high speed Alliance. Let me, let me elaborate on that just a little bit, if you'll let me. So um, uh, high speed Alliance, there's really two sides to it. You know, one side is, uh, is, you know, basically the capital. And, and a lot of times that's, uh, that's physicians and it's dentists and it's small business owners who come in, they're working really hard in their practices. Um, a lot of times they've done a good job. They've, they've saved up some money. Um, they've got, they've got operating businesses that are doing well. It's generating good income. They've got, you know, maybe they have a retirement plan or 401k. A lot of times they have that money that's on wall street. Some of them are getting nervous. Some of them, they just want to diversify. Uh, into uh, other types of assets. So some of those are uh, uh, alternative assets and, you know, we use multifamily and all the other asset classes uh, as you lined out, you know, single family, multifamily, self-storage, assisted living, senior living, um, all of those. So on the other side, you know, we've got to, we've got to have, uh, we've got to have deal flow. So on the other side, we, we have, uh, we call them consultants, but our, our, our consultants that have uh, either services or products that they bring to the table. And so, you know, we've got uh, syndicators, we've got borrowers, we've got attorneys and accountants, uh, we've got uh, other financial planners, insurance, precious metals, wealth managers. We've got just uh, this, it's, it's really, it's, it's fantastic when you get all of these like-minded people in the room and everybody's so smart and they're so driven and they're, they're, they're all trying to help each other uh, get, get to the end. So it's really, really cool. But uh, a lot of times they, they need capital and they've got deals. And so uh, really we've created this community where we can, uh, where these, where the deals and the capital can kind of, kind of come together. So the deal flow, it does. I mean, and, and, that, and that's such a huge topic. Um, it doesn't matter if both sides need the deal flow. If, if you're the dentist or, or the physician and you're, you know, you're, you're taking care of patients all day, you don't have time to go out and search the internet or go drive around the neighborhood or talk to realtors all day long to try to find these deals. It's just not going to happen. You've got to be in a community where uh, those, those types of deals are, are, are brought to you. And on the other side, I would say, uh, you know, for your, for your syndicators and, and, and the guys that are in your network, you know, one of the best things you can do is get involved in a, in a community or a mastermind community uh, like ours, where you've got guys that have capital that are looking to source that. So, you know, that, that networking and that community, that family feeling, you know, we're, we're real family oriented a lot. We do, we do four live events every year and it, and it's really, uh, uh, it's, it's really focused on, uh, relationships. And it's, it's, you know, if, if I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars to put it into your multifamily syndication and I'm going to trust you that you're going to be a good steward of my money. Um, you know, I, maybe I get a little, uh, on PC here, but you know, I want to shake your hand and I want to, you know, have a beer and, you know, just kind of hang out and talk. And I want, I want to, I want to know, uh, about your wife and your kids and you know, wh- what you've been doing. I mean, that's just, you know, that's the way I operate and, and, I, and our community is really, uh, really kind of, uh, embrace that. And, you know, so that's a good thing. So, you know, if you, if you're having a hard time raising capital, if you're a syndicator out there, uh, you've got to, you've got to, um, align yourself with uh, people who are, who are able to uh, help you raise that capital, or you've got to be involved into, into other communities uh, that, that, that have capital that are, that are looking uh, to invest. So um, it doesn't matter if you're a dentist that's looking to put, you know, a million dollars to work, or if you are a family office that's, you know, $500 million that's looking to put $50 million to work. 
it's the same, it's the same process. You still gotta, you still gotta have deal flow and you gotta have a lot of deal flow. Cause you know, um, I know, I know some family offices that, you know, they may look at a hundred deals and only pull the trigger on two to three of those deals out of a hundred that they look at. Mm-hmm. So, you know, deal flow is really, really important. The relationship is really important. You know, most family offices won't, um, you know, they won't invest with somebody until they've known you for several years. And then, and then it's, you know, it's very slow. They may have $50 million sitting over here, but you know, they may only, you know, put out $5 million uh, just because they want to see what you do with it on the, on that first deal. And, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of the same thing with, uh, uh, you know, with the physician or, or, or dentist, if they're, you know, they may have, you know, $2 million to put to play, but you know, a lot of times, and this is a, this is a good point. And, um, you know, if you're listening, you know, a lot of times I have guys that, you know, they want to put $500,000 into one deal. Um, but we've got, we've got so much deal flow. I'm like, you know, why don't you put $50,000 into 10 deals? Mm-hmm. You, know, you spread your risk. You're working with different people. You're in different markets. You're in different, different projects. It, it makes so much more sense to spread that, spread that risk out over multiple, uh, uh, multiple syndications versus just, you know, dumping it all into one. And, um, you, you just, uh, you diversify your risk out that way. But, uh, but deal flow is really, uh, uh, really, you know, it's, it's so important, but you know, it's, it's so fun. Like I, I that's one of the things that I love. I love to look at deals. Like, I, I mean, I, this, this is what I do every day. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I look and today and what a variety, like, I mean, I've looked at 20 unit deals and I, and I saw a 600 unit deal today. So, I mean, you know, you're looking at, you know, $700,000 versus, you know, $45 million. So, um, you know, it, I, I just, I, I love it. And, um, I love, uh, I, I love, I love meeting, uh, syndicators and, and seeing what they do and looking at the deals. And, uh, that's just, that's a lot of fun to me. I love it. And I will, I want to just touch on two things that you said that I think will help the listeners to recap those. And one of them is if you're a syndicator, you have, and you're having a tough time raising money, you need to align yourself with the people that are looking to put money to work. And the second one is when you were talking about the, if you have 500 K and you want to get it out, it would be more smart to be 50 K in 10 deals than to do all 500 K in just one deal because the chances are that deal's going to go great. But if that deal was one out of the 10 that didn't, you're saving yourself by just being invested in a few different ones. And for the listeners who have maybe 200, 500, and they know that a lot of them know because I go to lunch with them and I tell them, they they say, how much should I put in the next deal? I've got 250. And I'm like, the minimum, always do the minimum. (laughs) Yeah. Just keep going minimum, minimum, minimum and be involved in, like you said, different markets, maybe different operators and different properties, spread the risk and learn and grow that way. So I loved that you mentioned that as well. That's something that I'm very, very passionate about. I have two questions and okay. then we're going to get into what we call the final five. The first question is, why do you think that some advisors say that alternative assets are risky? Oh, that's, that's an easy one. Yeah. You, <laughs> uh, most financial advisors work for, you know, big house broker dealers and they want you to buy what they sell. And so, you know, if you've got an advisor, you know, JP Morgan or Merrill Lynch or whatever, you know, they want you to buy from them because that's how they get paid. If you, if it, they don't want you to go off and, you know, real estate, I mean, let's face it. I mean, it can be risky if you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, I hear it all the time. I hear, I, I hear on both sides, 
you know, I have a lot of physicians and dentists that, 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 that come to us and, you know, almost all of them have been burned. They, they've been burned and they lost money in the stock market. And then um, a lot of them have a horror story about real estate too. So, you know, and, and it really comes back to being an educated investor. If you don't understand what, what you're investing in, I mean, the chances are so high that, that, that something's going to go wrong. So, um, you know, it really, I mean, that's just kind of goes back to investing in general, investing 101. I mean, you got to be an educated investor. And so, um, you know, I had, uh, uh, we working with some, some new clients and, you know, a lot of those questions were just, uh, uh, you know, and we were looking at, at a syndication and, uh, you know, questions on due diligence and, um, you know, just understanding the process and, you know, I, you know, I was just, it's, it's about education. You, you know, watch the webinars, go through the numbers, you know, cr crunch this thing, you know, talk to people, do due diligence. It's all about education. You, you, and, and it's all about abundance mindset too. I mean, there's always, um, there's always more deals. There's always more money. There's always more, more doors. Um, there's never a limit of, of resources. So uh, I never want, especially new investors, if you're a new investor and you're listening and you know, you're evaluating a deal, you know, don't get so wrapped up in it and think that that is the only deal and the best deal that you're ever going to see. Yep. I mean, the deals, I mean, I know like with us, I mean, the deals come, I mean, the deals are there even, even right now, you know, maybe we're in the, in, in, in late fourth cycle, uh, of, of the real estate cycle in the business cycle. Um, you know, there's still deals and, and there's going to be even more opportunity when, you know, if, if we do and when we do have a correction down the road, I mean, there's, there's going to be even more opportunity then. So never feel like um, that this is the only deal and, and, and always be uh, willing to walk away from a deal. Don't feel like you've got to, uh, to, to jump into a deal if you don't fully understand it. All right. I love that. I'm writing this down right now. Never feel like this is the only deal. A direct quote. <laughs> from, from Dr. Forrest. All right. All right. So um, then the last question that I has is even what you were just talking about, the abundance mindset and not being stressed out about if you're going to get into this deal because the next deal, you're going to find another one that is uh, that works for you, works for your numbers. So yeah, with that abundance mindset, besides deal flow, there's always another deal. How, how do you find really good deals? What has been the most helpful way for you to find good deals? Well, for me, being passive-minded and the community that I serve, I find good deals by finding good people. So for me, it's all about, it's all about the people and it's all about the operators because I'm not, I'm not the guy who's going out and, um, you know, sometimes I do, I'll, I'll, I'll confess and I'll take a slap on the hand, but I'm typically not the guy that's going out and looking for deals. I'm not scanning MLS. I'm not looking at, at, at um, uh, you know, all the online websites looking for deals. I want a partner and I want guys to come to our community that I know, like, and trust and that they're the ones it's their, it's their business. You know, just, you know, if you and I were doing a deal and I like you and I trust you, you're the guy that's looking in your community and your state and in your region that's looking for all of the best deals. And so, you know, that's your job. And, and then you bring those to, to me and, you know, we look at it, it together and if it looks like a good opportunity, then, you know, then I bring, you know, my guys and, and their capital uh, to, you know, to the deal. So, you know, I'm not, for me, that works for us and for our community. I'm looking, I'm looking for good people to work with. Based on what you just said, and I learned a lot from that and I've got a really good 
quote from you here that you find you don't you're more finding the good people um, based on what you just said there's probably a lot of listeners that know that you have access to all the capital at that you do and I'm wondering what would happen if they were going to bring you a deal how would that look um, as far as I just assume like how, that, how would they do that if a listener wants to send me a deal is that what yeah you're how would they, is it appropriate? Is there a way that you underwrite? Yeah, sure. If, if somebody's listening and, and, and they would like to uh, work with me or work with our community, um, we'll have my email in the, uh, in the show notes here. So you know, the best thing is, you know, I mean, I'm, I love meeting new people. Um, I'm always meeting new people. Like I said, I'm, I'm always looking, looking, looking for good people to bring to our group. Um, so, you know, just shoot me an email and we'll start a conversation. And, um, you know, I like, I want to, I want to do my due diligence and see if I like you first. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if I like you, then, then, then we'll look at the deals and make, and and see what kind of deals that you're looking at. Like I said, I I love looking at deals. It's fun. I do it every day. And, um, uh, you know, I, I I certainly look at it and, 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 you know, not every deal is a good deal or is an appropriate deal that we'll bring. But, you know, so I, a lot of times I can, I can provide some good, good advice. Like, you know, Hey, you know, cause I see, you know, like I was saying, I mean, I, I see such a wide variety of things. Um, it, it, it's really cool to be in a, in a seat where you're looking at, at, at projects that can be taken down by uh, one individual investor or, or two or three all the way up to, you know, uh, several single family offices that might go together on, you know, a 50 million or a hundred million dollar deal. So, you know, I've get to, you know, see a lot of things in between. So uh, it's, it's really, it's fun and exciting. A lot of great info. We are going to move into the final five, but first a quick word from my friends. Creating a great first impression isn't just important, it's necessary. Your logo is an extension of your personal brand. Whether you're looking for a brand refresh or a full rebrand, Tannis at Immense Designs can create logos, business cards, you name it. I've been working with Tannis on creating our brand material, and I can't be happier. So contact Tannis at ImmenseDesigns.us and open your world to immense possibilities. As a fix and flipper, you need to save money wherever you can to make sure you stay under budget. Well, something I haven't mentioned enough is that I have a company that can fund your fix and flips for a lot less than your current hard money lender. Find out more by looking in today's show notes. All right, here's the final five. What is the most creative deal you've ever done, Forrest Bryant? Oh, that's a good question. You know, one thing that I, you know, I guess for listeners, and this is, this is something that everybody can do. And, and, um, I have listened to a few of your podcasts. I hadn't listened to them, uh, all, all of them, but, um, I think you guys have talked about this, but you know, one thing that's very, uh, within reach of everybody is just, uh, just rap lending. Uh, we, we do a good bit of that. One thing I'm really passionate about is, uh, I have, I have two kids they are 18 and 16 and, and I'm really passionate about helping, um, our members and their family about learning about tax-free income. So, you know, one thing I do uh, with, with my kids, and, and, and I, love, I love teaching this to you know, not only our clients, but, um, but, but their children also, is just um, understanding uh, the power of, of using RAP lending. So, you know, a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times it's not unusual to get triple-digit returns on, on uh, very small tax-free uh, investments in, in, a, in a self-directed Roth or HSA. So, um, but in order to do that, you know, you get, you got to have deal flow and you got to have, uh, uh, you've got to have trusted people that you work with. But, um, 
uh, rap lending is, is something that uh, is creative and I help. I mean, I, that's something I do every day. I did, did one yesterday helping, helping two clients uh, put, put their money together uh, in order to fund a, a private lending deal. And it's going to be high triple digit returns. And I mean, that's wow. just tax free. I mean, that, I mean, that, 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 that gets you excited. And the thing that that's fun for me, I mean, triple digit returns are great, but you know, the thing that's real exciting is if you teach somebody that skill, you know, they always have that and you can teach your kids how to do that. Oh man, that's so powerful. That's great. What was the asset class that your two clients yesterday did for a wrap lending to get triple digits? What was the single family fix and flip uh, lending. So uh, they were doing uh, two clients. Uh, uh, one client was uh, in, in first position with the majority fund. And then the second client was in a, a, a second uh, separate second position sub, subject to the first and uh, they the, the second position kept the uh, the points in the spread so it was just uh, uh, a really nice uh, really nice setup but we uh, we have we have access to a lot of those types of deals and those are those are you know deal specific and they're they're fun to put together great what's a book that you recommend to the listeners ah good one uh, well I always say Bible first. That's all. And I, when people come on my show and they say that, you know, uh, that, that sometimes that's a letdown to some of the business and, uh, in, in, in CEO people, but I'll always say that's my number one book just because you can, you can solve just about any, any problem in your life or, or in your business by, by doing that. But I got, I got more than that. I got, um, and you can see me, but they can't, but, uh, this is a good one. Keep it by Joe Luby. Uh, love it as far as uh, tax free income. Uh, my friend, uh, David McElvaney, this one, the intentional legacy, I'm real big on legacy. And, uh, this is another one I'm reading single family office, uh, by Richard Wilson, uh, get, give out a little plug to, uh, on, on, on a few of those, but those are some good ones. So if you're, if you're listening, any of those books are, uh, got, got a lot of great information. Richard Wilson's, I think his episode number is around 70. So listeners, if you're looking for the author of that book, his episode on our podcast is right around 70. All right, right, perfect. So the next question is, think back where you were five years ago Mm. and kind of share with us the way that looked and then tell us where will you be in five years from today? Perfect. Uh, You know, we didn't really go into this and it's a little bit painful, but five years ago, I had had some health issues about um, seven years ago. And uh, that was one of the, uh, I've always been very uh, entrepreneurial minded. And uh, when I was a dentist, I, 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 was, I was a business person also. So I was not only in one office, but I, I had multiple offices. I ended up having three offices and I had multiple uh, physicians that worked for me, dentists. And, um, and we had a big staff in multiple locations. And uh, five years ago, I was kind of uh, reeling from uh, the health issues that I was having and trying to figure out exactly what I was going to do. I was struggling with, um, not being able to practice. I was growing our dental practice. It was growing, uh, tremendously. And I was, I was, um, enjoying that to a certain point. Um, but I knew that, that, that God had a bigger calling for me that I wasn't designed to manage dental offices. I just felt like I had a bigger calling than that. And, um, so over the years, I got into, uh, got, got heavier into real estate, got heavier into financial planning and insurance and uh, just really figured out a lot of things. And I knew I wanted to help people in, in, in some form or fashion. So I, I knew I wanted to help dentists. I knew I wanted to help physicians and small business CEOs that were, that were where I was kind of in, in, in that. And I knew a lot of them are, they're, they're just, they're chained to the chair and they're trying to get out of the rat race. And 
Um, yeah, they just don't know how to do it and they need somebody that they, that, that they trust to kind of help them. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just so much fun, uh, what I get to do now. So, you know, five years ago, I was kind of in that transition period where I was like, probably like a lot of your listeners are, you know, my, my head was down. I was working too hard. Um, I wanted to spend more family time. Um, I was, I was just trying to figure out what, what the next step was going to be. I wanted to be successful. I mean, I was already successful, but uh, I, I knew there was an easier way to do it. Um, and, you know, you mentioned back, uh, you know, when we were talking, uh, you know, the, the leverage point, you know, leveraging, you know, time, money and technology. I mean, that, that, I mean, I knew that that was an important part of, you know, where I needed to get to. So, um, you know, fast forward to, you know, five years from now, um, our community, you know, like I said, we're a registered investment advisor and, and our future, what, wh where we're going is uh, we provide the services very much like a multifamily office right now. So that's our future. That's where we're, we're merging into. We, we have a lot of clients that are, um, you know, in that you probably five to $15 million range in net worth. And so we really want to, we, we want that, that's who we want to serve. We want to, we want to take care of, of, of that group of people. So uh, we're, we're growing our community uh, with, with, uh, with, with clients that are in that. And we just want to continue to bring good deal flow to them. And we also, we, we want to make, uh, we want to make our community and the services that we provide more seamless to take care of, of, of everything that they need, including, you know, the tax and accounting, the estate, the, um, uh, you know, even maybe concierge services, but you know, we, we, we want them to, uh, to be able to come to us, you know, for their wealth management, for access to deal flow, uh, for just everything that they need to do. That's, that, that, that's the direction, um, that, that, that we're going and that's the community that we want to serve. I really appreciate you sharing all the information on where you were five years ago, kind of getting out of that health issue, transitioning from working hard to finding a way to play with kids a little bit more. And going into that big picture uh, in five years from now, I love it. And I think it's, I, I think other people need to be like having that vision from where they are going to go in five years. Cause it, it to me, it looks like your vision is clear. You know exactly how you're going to be serving people five years from now, which kind of gives us uh, right back into the fourth question, which is just how do you give back? Yeah. Uh, great question. Um, so, you know, one of the things that has been uh, on my heart, and I've been a I've been able to uh, participate in this uh, I, multiple times over the years, is uh, uh, I've been real passionate about about mission work, and so I've been able to do that as a dentist over the years. I've been able to go to uh, uh, third world countries. We've been to uh, Belize and El Salvador, and, and do, do 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 mission work down there, and uh, that's always uh, uh, very fulfilling. Is is a dentist to be be able to go down there and to provide a service to somebody who's in pain and doesn't have access, and then also being part of a, uh, it's interesting uh, that my experiences back then go, going on mission, mission works with dentists and with medical doctors and with construction people to go build houses and to provide medical care and to provide dental care is, uh, it just, it, there's so much correlation between, you know, what I've been exposed to and what I've been able to participate in the past and, and really who I work with now. I mean, I'm working with doctors and dentists and real estate guys. So, uh, it, it, so anyway, uh, we are in the process of planning something that will be going on next year. And so we're, we're, we're researching, uh, locations. We may go back to one of the ones that we've been to in the past. Uh, but, but, but we're looking at, uh, bringing our community, 
uh, of, of physicians and dentists to do a medical and dental, and then also to be able to provide a construction uh, angle as well to it. So we're really excited about uh, sponsoring that and also uh, looking for co-sponsors who may be passionate about that. Uh, we're, I'm all about community and uh, I'm all about, you know, uh, making a bigger impact. So there's, there's probably somebody out there that's listening that wants to, wants to uh, help with that. So uh, uh, shoot me an email and, and uh, let me know. I'd love to love to work with you. The other thing that, um, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, unabashedly a Christian, so always do anything I can to support God's work. And um, uh, another area that we'd like to give back, my, my daughter has celiac disease, so we're big supporters of uh, celiac disease research and uh, serving that community any way that we can. Great. Thank you. How do people reach you? What's your email address? And I'll yeah, also uh, have it in the show notes, but go ahead and say it. Sure. Uh, best way to reach me is email. It's uh, Dr. B, D-R-B at highspeedalliance.com. That's the best way. Uh, our, our, uh, our website is uh, highspeedalliance.com. And we also, uh, if you want to listen to a podcast, uh, uh, highspeedpodcast.com. So you can, you can catch us there. And um, uh, like I said, we do four live events and that's a great way to come connect with me. So if you're interested in that, you can find information on that on our, on our website. So, um, you know, as I mentioned before, we, we have, uh, you know, we attract physicians, dentists, and small business owners uh, to come. And then we're also always looking for, for good people to, uh, to, to bring, you know, if you've got uh, uh, multifamily syndicators or syndicators in other, in, in any of the other uh, uh, asset classes, uh, you know, let me know and, uh, you know, come, come to a meeting and, and let's hang out and uh, let's just see um, if, if, if there's a good fit there. When you say that you have four events a year, is that with the podcast? No, we do a live event. We do uh, we do a live event. I live in I live in Huntsville, Alabama. So we do three two day events in Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, we actually uh, I, this is not a I, I hate I hate I hate throwing dates out because it's not evergreen at that point. But uh, but it, I'll I'll throw it out anyway just since uh, uh, and and this may air after after the event. But just 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 for you, just since we're talking. Um, we've, our next event is going to be on the beautiful beaches of Sandestin, Florida, uh, on the Gulf coast. And that's, that's at the end of July. So that's just in, uh, in about five weeks. So that'll be our, that'll be our next one. Um, but we'll have a, a three day meeting and, and, um, it's, it, it's very educational and, uh, it's, it's drinking from the fire hose. We got a lot of different topics and we'll have a lot of different speakers and panels and it's, uh, we cover a lot of ground and, and a lot of different asset classes. So it's a lot of fun and, and a lot of really great, uh, smart, passionate, uh, lovely people will be there. Thank you. On the rest of the events that are upcoming in 19, 2020, um, where do they find these? Is that highspeedalliance.com or highspeedpodcast.com? Uh, highspeedalliance.com should have uh, uh, future dates. I don't know that we've mapped out everything for 2019 yet. I think the, uh, the January and April dates uh, may be on there, but um, we'll probably be mapping out the rest of the year shortly. So, but highspeedalliance.com is the best place to get more info. Thank you for your time. Thank you for all of your knowledge. It was fun asking you questions. And so I'm going to let you go. But until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Thanks, Adam. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been, been a great pleasure. If you love this content, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. As a reminder, any investment opportunities mentioned on this show are for accredited investors only. I'm ready to have that conversation with you. It's pretty easy to set up. There's a link to my online calendar available for you in the show notes. Scroll down now and pick a time on there that works best for both of us. Until next time, think outside the box.